Welcome to Driving Automation, a podcast from CASA Companies, where we've brought CASA controls and automation and IntelliFinishing under the same umbrella to provide turnkey industrial controls and automation systems to a global network of manufacturers, contractors, and end users. Join us as we provide insights, expertise, and thought leadership to the automation industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this JobCast episode of Driving Automation, a CASA Controls podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and today we're exploring the open position of Senior Controls Engineer, a role defined by team leadership, project oversight, creative design work, and building quality relationships with internal and external customers. The senior controls engineer role will require an array of engineering technical expertise. Working on designs work like electrical schematics, power circuit and control circuit sizing and loading, thermal calculations for control panels, and control panel interior and exterior design and layouts. But that's just the surface of the position. So much more to unpack, including working alone and with teams on small projects and major client work. The senior controls engineer has a variety of different roles associated with it and also needs several soft skills like strong communication, organizational skills, and sharp and creative energy ready to lead on and off-site. To give more insights on the role, the company, and why you should apply, I'm pleased to welcome Josh Hardesty, Senior Field Installation Coordinator with CASA Controls. Josh, great to have you on. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Pleasure getting your insights on this position. So with these job casts, it's a tradition to start off quick and we could go through the basics of the position, but I think we're better off flying through those because who wants to hear the same old stats from the website? So we're going to be doing an interview in 30 seconds. Josh, are you ready? I think I can handle it. All right, let's do it. Clock is ticking and location. All over the world, basically, wherever the job takes you. Hours of the week. I can be normal if it's a slow week, and it, or it could be as many as 90 hours. Days of the week? Uh, usually Monday through Friday when you're in office doing design work, but uh, when you're in the field, it can be seven days a week, but then you get a week off. Any travel involved? Yes, there's a good bit of travel. Uh, some of it local, depending on where you are and where you choose to be stationed. We do have several uh, senior controls engineers that are remote. So, um, yeah, there's definitely travel involved, though. I'd say 60 to 80 percent. How many years of experience are you looking for? With the senior guys, it's um, not necessarily quantifiable by years as easily as some other but it definitely helps if they have years of experience in each one of the technologies that we touch. So I would say a minimum five, but you're looking more around the eight to 10 minimum. Any educational requirements? We'd like to have engineering who, especially the senior level, has an electrical engineering degree. But, you know, I, I believe that if someone has the equal experience, it would, it would be the same. And any career path expectations for this role? Obviously, it's a leadership role that has people reporting to them when they're in the field and when they take over a job site. In some cases, that person may go on to be you know, a manager of, of other engineers as well. 
for the most part, they, they are. They have people who, who report to them on a regular basis. They just don't do the paperwork. They have another manager for that. That being said, that's probably the natural progression is once you've been that senior engineer to maybe become an engineer manager. All right. Nailed it. Nice stuff, Josh. So next question for you. Before the job cast, I asked you what the key skills and traits are that an ideal applicant would have for this role. You responded with independence and empathy. And it sounds like a major part of what makes this role a success is the person's ability to be both independent and collaborative. So tell me more about why you said independence and empathy as those key traits and how this role encourages both solo and team work. You want someone who represents what the company is about and can make those decisions on site and with the customer. The big thing to me is the independence part just means that they're already in that same mindset. They've been working in the field long enough to have seen the types of progressions of from, you know, day one when you start the drawings to the final day when you're signing off the the system and shaking the customer's hand. The empathy part is they're going to be working in difficult situations at times and, you know, long hours. And that comes during installation, of course. They need to have the empathy to realize when their people are at their finest and when they need a little bit of a nudge or maybe a little time off to go get some things done that they've been neglecting. That's the important part of the independence and the empathy is kind of being an on-site leader when the managers aren't there on-site. Like you just said, this role is defined by its hands-on leadership. And I'm curious, why do you think the industry, not just the company, needs someone powerful and inventive in this leadership role? Any type of engineering has seen the difference between what goes on paper and what actually happens once it's installed. Um, And that only increases as the projects grow larger. Some of our projects are huge. The one I was working on recently is uh, in a building that's a square mile. You know, I mean, it's a giant building and the conveyors went from one end to the other. You have things that change based on installation and how things fit and didn't fit when you're going in. It really is about being able to grasp that and say, okay, what stage am I at and how do I keep going? I love asking this next question. Often we can learn about the culture of a company and a role by what sort of energy we imprint on it. I asked you in a pre-interview survey, what celebrity or fictional character you think best embodies this role? You said quick thinking MacGyver. So what about this role screams special agent action to you? So as I was saying, not everything is the same once you get to the field. So you have to make decisions and you have to be able to see the long-term effects. And then you have to look around you and see what you have available to address it. A lot of times it's something that you know, may make the difference between being done on a Tuesday and the difference between being done next month. You, you, you have to be inventive and you have to go, okay, I know how all these things work. Is there another way we can do this that still meets the, you know, the requirements and gets everything done correctly, but makes it so it happens a little quicker? And it's, it's fun. I mean, being inventive is, is something that people of our mindset enjoy. And we like that challenge. It's kind, of, it's kind of like when we were kids and we were playing with any game. The challenge of figuring things out and seeing how they fit together is the same on site. With this being both a solo role and a team role and a leadership role, there's a variety of different projects that uh, the controls engineer is going to be working on. 
What is an example of the most exciting small-scale project this position will have a hand in, as well as the most exciting big-picture project this position will have a hand in? Well, we're doing some small projects in some fields uh, like grain and airport kind of baggage handling type things. They can be small and they can be large as well, but there's some small ones in that are in those arenas as well as quite large ones. It just depends on the company size. Um, they're exciting because you know they're industries that are rapidly growing and have a, a potential to become very large in the in the industry. Airports are starting to get to the point where they need new technology to handle that kind of thing. Have less people doing inspections and more machines doing inspections. So that's an exciting thing that's going on. Uh, and grain is just exciting because you're involved with something that feeds the country and people around the world. And it's kind of prideful to think of that. A large project, you know, we work in autom automotive and you know, we move everything that you see on the road months before it hits the road. So you get to see all the cool stuff and talk to your friends about, you know, hey man, I saw this new this new car that's coming out in the next week or so. And people get, you know, excited and want to talk to you about it. You can't show them pictures, obviously, because of uh, non-disclosures. Right. It's neat knowing, you know, here's how the industry is progressing. Here's another fun one. If this position had to give a TED Talk, a uh, industry speech, what would it be on and why? It would be basically on the advantages of automation that people don't think of other than replacing someone's job. For the most part, it's not. I've worked in many different plants where the people who were doing that job got a better job right after because they were valued employees who came to work every day and did what they were supposed to. And, you know, they never got rid of people because of the automation that we were putting in. They were just making higher skill level jobs available for people who learned the technology and started to work with them. And it's not just trying to get the manual labor out. It's also trying to increase the knowledge level of everyone within the plants where we put our, our technology and where we help people implement technology. So in my opinion, the most important part of work like this is how it impacts the communities you serve mainly because a lot of times you can't really feel that impact as you're working on it day to day and finally seeing it in the hands of an end user or an industry or a company is when an engineer can really say, wow, you know, this is how my work impacted and changed lives or changed business operations for another entity. So give me your thoughts here on a project that your engineering department worked on uh, or just general sense of how your engineers feel when they see their work done and delivered to any company, community or industry. Definitely, there's a, a sense of fulfillment when you see a project completed. Uh, the biggest part is when you go back maybe a year later, check in on them, and you're talking to the people who used to work in that area, and they've taken the ideas and moved beyond them and figured out ways of making them even more efficient. To know that you sparked ideas that just spread throughout the plant. And, you know, because you went in there and you helped install the, the technology and for some of the smaller companies, you know, that's the first time they've undertaken a large project of that type. You know, for, for them to spend a couple million dollars on something is a huge amount of money when, you know, they're an $80 million company. You go in and you see, okay, they took that knowledge and they went on with it and did something else with it. That is why the senior engineers have that sense of, I really made a difference in this industry or <laughs> many industries because of the, the work I've been doing. So, you know, that's why most of them go to senior and they end up staying there for so long because they love the position. They just love being that guy who 
gets to have the answers. It is very fulfilling. All right. So let's go to the end of this process. Let's say you've hired someone for the job. What are some team traditions or initiations they have in store to welcome them aboard or things they should expect? You know, being COVID, we haven't done a lot of the uh, normal things we do every year, but the, this company is one of the best that I've been at as far as having um, social events, you know, and it's nothing fancy. They'll do like, you know, like a golf outing or they'll, you know, they'll do a barbecue and a beer and brats. Uh, they'll, they'll do some paintball, things like that. But they do more of those type things than any place I've ever worked. They'll have like a video game night where people who play games will bring their computers in and everybody will hang out and eat potluck and stuff you know they always have the new people introduced at the next engineers meeting which is all every monday it's a very warm welcoming we enjoy the fact that what we do is fulfilling and sometimes fun being a person who is able to cross many different cultures and because they they know that our technology is what pushes us is uh, important. So we want to treat everyone like a family. When you're out in the field, yeah, we may not have time to go out every night, but at least once a week, you know, even if it's just sitting on the patio at the hotel and ordering pizza and hanging out and talking to people. And it's because we all realize that we're putting in the effort and we need a little break from time to time. We'll do that. We'll work, you know, five, six days where it's long hours and then we'll go, hey, let's all just take off early tonight and go cook some dinner on the barbecue grill or something. We understand that Every one of us is what's important, and we got to keep everybody in the right mindset. That's what to expect. All right, Josh, I appreciate your time giving more insight on the senior controls engineer role. To wrap things up, let's talk about the weightiest part of the process, the interview itself. So what's something that interviewees should be excited about for the senior controls engineer interview process, and what's something that might intimidate them that they should be preparing for? Probably the same thing, to be honest. Uh, you know, I, chuckling a little bit, they're both an impressive thing and intimidating. But you'll meet with everyone, including the president, like on your interview. When you once you do the face to face, obviously there's a phone calls, or a few phone calls that happen before. But when you do your face to face, you'll meet everybody who's been at the company for you know 15, 20, 30 years. They'll all talk to you and ask questions, and it's very relaxed, a nice interview environment. Also, the first thing they asked me on the first time I talked to Katie, the recruiter, was what is your ideal working situation? And that's different for everyone. But what's important is they ask that question. They want to know what you're looking for, like ideally what you're looking for. Like if you could close your eyes and go, man, if I could just do this, it'd be awesome. Then they try to get as close as they can. That's not something every company does. And that wraps it up. Josh Hardesty, Senior Field Installation Coordinator for Casa Controls. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for having me. I enjoy talking about this work. We've been chatting with Josh Hardesty, Senior Field Installation Coordinator for CASA Controls. If you'd like to apply for this position of Senior Controls Engineer, make sure you head to our website, casacontrols.com slash positions. Again, casacontrols.com slash positions. Josh, thanks for your time and good luck with the hiring process. I'm looking forward to seeing who you hire. As am I. Thank you for having me on. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this Jobcast episode of Driving Automation, a CASA Controls podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you next time.